49ers seventh round wide receiver Ronnie Bell. What's his role as a rookie for the San Francisco 49ers? And can he make the squad? And does he have competition from undrafted rookie Isaiah Winstead? Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making this your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're talking wide receivers, one of Crocker's specialties, a DB expert. And since he locked down wide receivers for so many years, he knows what he's looking at on that side of the ball as well. Uh, so we're talking wide receivers, 49ers seventh round pick out of Michigan, Ronnie Bell, and an interesting little uh, undrafted free agent that uh, some fans have been asking this about. So we're talking wide receivers, rookie wide receivers on today's episode of Locked On 49ers. Appreciate y'all jumping in here on this live episode as well. And if you haven't checked this out on YouTube, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the uh, notification button so you know when we go live. But we always appreciate those folks that are just listening to us in the morning, in the car, on the way to work, whenever it is, working out, going for a run. Um, We've heard so many different people from so many areas of the world listen to us in all different situations. So we love y'all just the same. Appreciate you. I do have to have a question. I have a question about that. So you just talked about people listening to us from all over the world, right? And, you know, Brazil and all these other countries. Is it weird to be a fan of another team, even if you're not from that area? Because, again, we have a large audience. We got 49 fan bases everywhere. Everywhere I go, they got the chapters. They got all this stuff. So are we going to knock the people that – aren't from the Bay Area, but are fans of the San Francisco 49ers. And what Cross trying to say is it's super weird that he's a Lakers fan. Yes, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very disturbing. <laughs> you got a serious playoff basketball series going on. We don't want to derail another podcast. Talking I'm not going to talk about it. I am not going to talk about it. <laughs> Here we go. KG says first time live for real. Love it. Let's go. Jumping on with this. Fantastic. Uh, Rick Torres says, love the shirt. If you're watching us on YouTube, you know it. Have the uh, the QBU shirt, North Dakota State football. The QBU is a little different a couple of years ago than it, than it seems right now uh, with what's, what's going on in Trey Lance. Well, not just Trey Lance. Trey Lance, Carson Wentz. Easton Carson Wentz, yeah. Like, where is Easton Stick? Is he still on the L.A. Chargers? I don't know if Easton's stuck on a roster. Carson yeah. Wentz, is he a free agent? He, yeah, Carson Wentz is currently a free agent right now in the NFL. Wow. I would have never imagined that after the rookie year that he had, or not so much rookie, like that sophomore season in the NFL, it was like, oh, this guy's going to be a star. Oh, it's crazy what what his uh, what Carson Wentz's career has been like, and you know Trey hasn't even had an opportunity to get his career going yet. So we'll see what that ends up looking like for the 49ers. I got high hopes for Trey Lance. I'm going to rock my QBU shirt because uh, I, I like the young man. I think he's going to do big things. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's talk Ronnie Bell. Croc, you put on the tape. Uh, let's start with the strengths. Like, like, what did you see immediately when you put on the Ronnie Bell tape at Michigan? Is there something to work with for the San Francisco 49ers? And uh, the way I said the first time I watched him, I was like, this is a Kyle Shanahan wide receiver because he hits the toughness. He has some athleticism, some wiggle, but he's, you know, he's, he's not like a downfield winner of the football. Um, but he just brings a toughness and, and Kyle likes those medium sized guys, five, 11 and a half, 191 pounds. That's kind of what Ronnie Bell is. I definitely want to start by prefacing this with saying I don't watch highlights. 
because I, I think it shows a lack of, or it, it can make it look like whatever you want it to be, for good or bad. So I'm looking for what is consistent with Ronnie Bell in his game. Who is Ronnie Bell? Like, that's what I'm thinking about when I cut the film on. How does he affect defensive backs? What are his strengths and weaknesses? What can the 49ers hang their hat on with drafting this guy in the second, seventh round? And let's start with him being a seventh round pick because the expectations for a guy in the seventh round are not high, right? Like that's not, you're not guaranteed to make the roster if you're a fifth, sixth, or even seventh round pick and obviously undrafted as well. So this is somewhat of a flyer on a guy like, hey, he does certain things. Let's see how he can fit in what we do. And I'd say right away, the thing that is easily to just see that Kyle Shanahan loves is the toughness with him. Blocking is uh, something that he truly takes pride in. I saw him lead the way for, a, a, it was either a receiver or a tight end on a screenplay, and he's blocking all the way to the end zone, and he's hyped up. He's celebrating with his guys. He's high-fiving. He's excited for his guy that got in the end zone. And every game film that I put on, it was very clear that this isn't just a one defensive back type thing, or I played this team and I was able to bully this guy. Every single game that I put on, he really took pride in blocking. So I know that might be like a little bit more of an underrated aspect to someone's game, but as far as Kyle Shanahan liking him, and maybe in the same area, and I'll get to that as well, but the blocking and how much pride he took into that, I think that stood out big time right away. And sort of projecting a role here too, because I think that's really important, and we asked the question at the top, is is Ronnie Bell someone who can make the 49ers roster as a seventh-round rookie? And there's guys in front of him, right? We got Debo. We got Brandon Ayuk. We got Jawan Jennings. We got last year's third-round rookie, Danny Gray. He's got that 4-3 speed. We'll see what he looks like in his second training camp with the 49ers. And Ray Ray McLeod, who's, who's locked into that sort of wide receiver three slot and return man role. So – you know, there there's room for maybe one more guy if everybody's healthy. They signed Chris Connolly. And so there's some bodies at wide receiver now. And um it's it's gonna be a fight for that sixth spot. So special teams is is gonna be important. And when you watch him play and you watch the physicality he brings, he's not afraid to hit somebody. Uh, I think that is where he could potentially stick and make the roster and potentially be someone that has a, a jersey because he can go on coverage units. Now, as far as return man, going back to his high school days, he was a return man. But, you know, a lot of guys are doing things in high school that they don't do at the NFL level. And he only had maybe 10 or 12 total returns in his college career. And I don't see him dynamic with the football where I'm like, this guy's going to go take Ray Ray McLeod's job, right, as a returner. So maybe he's fielding punts in training camp just to be a backup there. But if he makes the the team – his first avenue is going to be on coverage units as a wide receiver. Because yeah. I've seen I, some people say that here there's some Ray Ray McLeod to his game, and I could see that potentially in his role on offense and, and what position he's playing. But as far as taking Ray Ray McLeod's job, I don't know if I see that. Right. And, and you talked about be, coverage. Man, that is so big. And not just coverage. being able to block as well, right? I mean, you'll have receivers on return units, and, hey, you're not the actual returner, but I need you to block or I need you to be, you know, one of the two vice guys on a punt coverage and stop the gunner from getting downfield. You know, you have to be really versatile in your special teams. And guys that are fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, undrafted guys, that's going to be your way onto a team. Like, you have to really kind of kiss butt a little bit to the special teams coach and become his best friend sitting on the media. And whatever it is that you need me to do, I need to be that. So I think everybody's looking at Ronnie Bell's game from a receiver perspective, and we'll definitely get to that. But for me, we should be talking about 
how is he going to be on special teams? And when you dive into kind of the mindset of him, that physicality part, the willingness to block, all right, you're blocking these DBs, but can you block this 6'4", 250-pound linebacker that runs a 4'6", and he's running full speed at you, how are you going to anchor down with that? And being able to do that is what's going to really help him potentially make this roster for the 49ers. By the way, I referenced Ronnie Bell's high school career. So he was in the Kansas City, Missouri suburb areas where he grew up. Uh, he had 21 touchdowns as a senior in high school, 1,605 receiving yards, 89 receptions as a senior, also uh, three rushing touchdowns. And over the course of his high school career, he ranks number three with his 31 total touchdowns and 2,476 receiving yards. Uh, it's number three in Missouri high school history behind Doriel Green Beckham and Jeremy Macklin. So there you go. Wow. A couple of couple of NFL players. Man, Doriel Green Beckham was one of my draft crushes. I, I loved that dude in college. He's like, oh, he's dunking on people. He's going to be the man. Uh, didn't, didn't work out as well for Doriel Green Beckham. Well, and I don't think that's going to work out for Rodney Bell either. When we start to kind of dive into the actual receiver that he is, we've talked a little bit about his mindset. But as just a pure receiver, he leaves a lot to be desired as a pure pass catcher. I have some questions for you about that from what I saw on tape, and, and I can't wait to hear you get into that, Croc, next. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Built Bar. Of course, you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, right? You got to try the best tasting protein bar ever which is built healthy and tastes amazing that's the combination you want and check out these macros as it pertains to built bars and built puffs only 130 calories in most built bars and only a and only four grams of sugar but with a whopping 17 grams of protein i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and now you don't need to wait to get a box. You can go to some store shelves locally. Of course, you can find all the flavors at Built.com, but they've got them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club as well. That's right. So head into your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get four-bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff and you can thank us later in tons of new flavors all the time seasonal flavors uh some of the newest we got cookie dough chunk puff we've got a peanut butter puff as well and you can find all the flavors and varieties like always at built.com all right here we go let's talk across smiling about something what oh, i was we... smiling about my guy b mac in the chat because something okay. was going on on twitter earlier but but yeah let's get into it uh so here we go ronnie bell 5'11 and a half, 191 pounds, ran 4'5'4 four, four at the combine, 38 and a half inch vertical, 10 feet broad jump. Uh, really nice agilities, both at the combine at uh, 415 short shuttle and 698 three cone, 14 bench press reps as well. He came back for his pro day, didn't run anything except for the shuttle, or the, uh, the, the agilities, which he already was so good at the combine, did him again and bettered both numbers. Pretty ridiculous uh, agility numbers at his pro day, 4.04 short shuttle and 6.62 three cone. And so, and this is where it comes into me from what I saw, Croc, and, and I can't wait to, to hear what you say about it. So when I'm watching him on tape, I feel like they're, you can see some of that short area quicks and he's energetic and he's tough and he'll block people. And he's, I think active is the best word for him. He's a super active guy and he's trying hard and you can see there's some quicks, 
but for some reason it doesn't translate to playmaking on the field if that makes sense i think the biggest issue is that i know he ran a four five four listen the 40 yard dash especially for a receiver i don't want to say it's overrated but if you can at the very least give the illusion that you're running really fast then all right you can you can win especially if you know how to do certain little nuances right Devontae adams he's been a terrific deep threat in the NFL, and I get it. he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. He might be a bad example, but Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and we see Keenan Allen catch a lot of passes, but he can win vertically as well. How do those guys win vertically? They just know how to do little things to set up a defensive back, understand leverage, work certain half steps uh, to be able to get that extra step on a defensive back. Then they have great ball track, tracking skills. When I watch uh, Ronnie Bell, he really struggled with that part of it. And it's not just a Ronnie Bill issue. This was a Danny Gray issue, right? Like this was my biggest thing with Danny Gray. Like, bro, you run a 4-3-3 and nobody's kind of scared of you vertically. They're, they're, the way they guard you is if you're a 4-6 type of guy. And the way that they guard Ronnie Bill is like he's a 4-7 type of guy. And what I mean by that, again, I start kind of with myself with a lot of my kind of evaluations and how the cornerback is feeling. I wasn't the fastest guy. But I'm going to be able to see if a receiver threatens me. And the way that Ronnie, Bra uh, Ronnie Brown, Ronnie Bell, excuse me, Ronnie Brown, former running back Auburn, the way that uh, Ronnie Bell is threatening these de defensive backs or how they're defending them, they are not worried about the vertical threat at all. They're sitting on his routes, whether he's in a slot. In a slot, it's really hard to sit on guys' routes because they have two-way goes on you. And these guys did not care about any of that. They stand there and just get in his stuff and then run with him. Guys were jamming him at the line of scrimmage. They weren't quick. We talked about the elusiveness. They didn't care about that. They're getting hands on. I seen them get thrown to the ground. I seen them get thrown out of bounds. You know, and it was like, if you are, let's say, Jamar Chase, I said, yeah, how Jamar Chase struggles to get that like off the line of scrimmage. A lot of guys got hands on Jamar Chase. But Jamar Chase ran a 4-3-3, and he was one of the best that we've seen at the catch point. So if you can have that elite trait of, all right, even if you're able to kind of run with me or whatever, I do run fast. I might be able to give you a little something at the top and I can get enough space to go up and track the ball in. Chase, amazing at that. Bill, well, you don't have that. So how are you going to win if guys aren't respecting your speed on the outside? They're not respecting your speed in the slot. They're getting in you, and it's really tough for them to get off of the press consistently. Those were things that I saw kind of really come up over and over and over. So – the, I, I put together a lot of clips on my YouTube channel and I try to find a lot of good examples of like just doing the things good. And it was kind of hard. You see it here and there. And maybe, hey, Croc, you watched the wrong game. You should, no, I should be able to put on four or five games and get enough of who this guy is and see him win enough. So that's not to say that he can't win at the line of scrimmage here and there. But consistently, I thought he struggled, especially against when he played against like TCU. And everybody going to point to the the deep touchdown um, on the post. He had another uh, touchdown on a uh, flea flicker. And then he had a post where he got tackled around the three yard line. If he's going to work like the what, like the best version of himself, it will be in the slot versus off coverage. And hopefully he has a uh, quarter safety who has to match him vertically. He can win on that. But outside of that, just a, a legit defensive back or slot uh, cornerback like or anybody real, 
I think it, it, it will be a really tough task for him to have any consistent success at the NFL level. David says, just watched the 49ers draft call with Bell. They said they love the way he plays. What did they love, Croc? Uh, I, I know, I mean, a lot of it's what we just talked about. Toughness, energy. You can really see that. I would say as far as winning as a route runner and getting open and making plays as a wide receiver, I, I, I didn't see a ton of separation. Wanted to see more. I, I, like You can kind of see, maybe he could be more efficient. I, it's, it's hard for me to say how he could be better because there is something there with him athletically and he's active. So it's not for lack of trying to get open. It's just uh, it's just a lot of movements for not a lot of winning. And when he catches the ball, you're just like, oh, you're waiting for him to break that tackle, make a big run. Doesn't really do it. Doesn't really separate. He's kind of like one step away from making a big play so many times, but just can't quite make it. But one thing he does do is he's really good at, at finding zones, sitting down in zones. I think some of his best receptions came just doing that, right? But I don't think that that's what you're chasing in the draft of someone who can find his own and get open because, right. you know, you can have, a tight end can do that, uh, you know, a, you know, undersized, underspeeded little any old wide receiver you know they're, 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 the draft is littered with those guys. You know, you're, you're probably drafting a guy um, to, uh, you know, they, they can win routes versus man coverage and, and separate and make plays but there is a place for a guy who can get open and you know uh, use use motion on crossers find soft spots in zone that is a skill and, and he does possess that well here's here's the thing right you talked about kind of how you can win and if the 49ers played this work this spread wide open scheme where guys kind of sit up and hook up in zones let's say like a uh jarvis landry right and this is a guy not fast and he was kind of this bulldozer type guy. He was going to be a high catch type guy in his prime, right? Couldn't really run away from anybody, but knew how to settle in zones and things like that. If that was a 49ers offense, then I get it. That is not the 49ers offense. Their guys, you have to be able to, in those scheme, you open on some stuff, but you have to be able to run away from a guy. You have to be able to get a step on a guy. And when you watch Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel is, I mean, he's a 4-4-8 type guy. And I feel like with the balls in his hands, he's a 4-3 type guy. Right. Uh, Brandon, Ayu, he ran four or five. They talked about him having a core muscle injury, but like he can get steps on guys and he's really good at freeing himself up at the top of routes. And he's got improved a lot on that as well. I haven't seen that with Ronnie Bell. I didn't see that in college. I saw it in college with Ayu. It was just waiting for it to be consistent at the NFL level. That's not something that I saw consistently with Ronnie, Ronnie Bell. Tara Dome in the chat says, why don't we run more mesh concepts in our passing game? Uh, I, we we ran enough. Um, we, as in the 49ers, ran enough. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly mesh concepts to last a lifetime. And that was the year I worked at Pro Football Focus, and I was charting routes that year. And beginning of the year, I was requesting 49ers games. Like, you know, let's chart these 49ers routes. And, and their wide receiver core was bad. And um, the Chip Kelly offense was mesh after mesh. It was like crossers all day. And I started requesting to not have the 49ers because I just couldn't watch that anymore. I couldn't stand it. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's crossers in the, uh, in the Kyle Shanahan playbook for sure. So uh, we'll see. I, I think, I think he does have an upward battle to make in the roster. You do want to have cheap rookies filling out the bottom of your roster. So if it's a tie, he's going to break the tie with someone like Chris Connolly, I'm sure. Um, but he has to show out in those preseason games, has to show out in camp and has to prove he can be, you know, um, valuable on special teams to be wide receiver six. And, and that's the main, probably the main thing they're looking for in a wide receiver six is someone who can, uh, you know, help on offense. Obviously, if you're going to have a uniform on on Sundays, but 
you, you have to be able to suit up and play special teams because I don't know if Danny Gray's uh, a great special teamer. Right. It, what do the 49ers like about him? You know, and like you said, 49ers said, man, we like the way you play. And I do believe that they like the way they, that he plays, just from a mental aspect of it. Just, just the physicality probably goes all out. He probably is very smart. And whatever you tell him to do, he's probably going to be able to do those things and be able to retain information. 49ers have a an offense that can be a little bit more difficult to pick up. Being able to do those things at the very least function in the offense is something that he probably can do. But from an ability standpoint, if you're whatever he does will have to be a surprise to me. Like, man, I'm man, I am surprised with how and that happens. It happens all the time. But I, I man, I'm surprised with how Ronnie Bell is winning. Oh man, he caught a hundred passes this year. I am surprised because I didn't see that coming out of Michigan. It will definitely have to be one of those things. And you do have to realize, especially with some of these late seventh round picks that the 49ers had, and I know they had Brock Purdy last year, that, that doesn't happen. That's never happened in the history of the NFL before with a, a Mr. Irrelevant doing what Brock Purdy did. So, you know, the, it's already tough for guys drafted that late. We're talking two picks, you know, in the 250s range, right? Uh, making the roster and then considering, well, Isaiah Winstead was an undrafted free agent. That was just a handful of picks later than ronnie bell right right so um you're pretty close to undrafted territory right there late in the seventh round and uh the 49ers of course would love to have a young cheap wide receiver on their roster and uh i can't wait to see what he looks like in a 49ers uniform but it is going to be an uphill battle but there is a roster spot to be one for the 49ers and it could be ronnie bell it could be go to a veteran like chris Conley, and croc it could go to one of those undrafted free agents like isaiah winston well we're going to talk about him for a second but real quick i want to say you draft Ronnie Bell in the seventh, I get it. We talked about A.T. Perry probably isn't going to be a Kyle Shanahan type of guy. And I'm going to get off A.T. Perry. He might not be good at all for the New Orleans Saints. We'll see. But I would have liked to see them. If you're going to take a flyer on a guy, and it's, you know, it's like, okay, maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't, more likely he doesn't or whatever, why not get A.T. Perry in the sixth round and just see? <laughs> and just see. Dare to dream. <laughs> I'm with you. Though. I'm with you, Croc. Yeah, Dontavian Wicks. A.T. Perry, uh, yeah, started to get some really good value on day three with those receivers. If they're planning on taking a receiver, you know, could they have changed the order of some of the positions they took and came out better and gotten themselves a better receiver? Potentially. And we'll see what Ronnie Bell is. And you know, I'm not going to put a limit on what Ronnie Bell could be with the 49ers. So uh, KG says, wide receivers got to ask KB, a.k.a. Kendrick Bourne, how he made it without playing special teams. And Kendrick Bourne to tell you, he almost got cut several times. But the, the cool thing for – or the fortunate thing for him at the time was 49ers didn't have a good receiver core. And him starting off, they had all the injuries to guys like Pierre Garçon, Adric Robinson. It was like, well, we kind of have to play Kendrick Bourne. We don't want you really to – we don't want to have to play you. We like certain things that you do. But that was how Kendrick made it. Without This team is – this roster is completely different than when Kendrick Bourne started off on the Niners. Kendrick Bourne wouldn't have made this roster. No. Nah. Probably, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe practice squad, maybe because it's like, oh, you know, he does some good things as a receiver. But yeah, maybe practice squad and then earns his way up to the the big roster if there's injuries. But yeah, there was a lot more opportunity to make a roster that was pretty bare of talent, uh, you know, 2017, 2018 than there is right now, for sure. All right. All right. Next, Isaiah Winstead. What about the undrafted wide receiver? He's got some size. He's got some quicks. We put on the tape. And uh, does he have a shot? Maybe even to beat out the drafted guys like Ronnie Bell and some veterans on the 49ers roster next. 
Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Shout out to all the everydayers. Tomorrow we're going to be coming back and talking about some of the comments made by GM John Lynch about the Jake Moody selection. Not a deep dive on Jake Moody, but just some, some ideas about why he was drafted. And, and hearing the coach and hearing the, the GM talk about it is really interesting. Uh, we've got more prospects to break down. Darrell Looters coming up. Some more of the undrafted free agents. Of course, all the drafted guys as well doing a little bit deeper dives on the tape of all the 49ers rookies coming up on future episodes of Locked On 49ers. So stay tuned. Okay, Croc, Isaiah Winstead out of East Carolina. He was, um, uh, the story goes, and I don't know if this is true, but the story goes, he put out a tweet with his own highlights and he got himself signed because he, he was unsigned. And and uh, I don't know if that's, that's really what did it, but um, it's funny. There's two things that I saw on his own highlight tape that he put out there uh, that uh, when I put on the tape, I saw more and more of it. And that's one that he's a pretty big guy, right? He's, he's over six, three, 210 pounds. And, but he's got quicks for his size. Um, and it looks like he's got good ball skills, but one of his clips of him making a really great catch on the sideline, it was like that DB, you, you beat him off the line, but that DB caught up to you so fast. Uh, I, I questioned the deep speed and I put on the, the film and I saw a lot more of what I saw in, in his highlight tape that he put out. Cause you know, I, you don't try to look at highlights first, but I just, I saw that first and I saw a lot more of that. And I don't know if it just creeped into my head, but when I watched more East Carolina, I saw a lot more of that from Isaiah Winstead. What did you see from Isaiah Winstead? Croc? Winstead, first of all, really big receiver, 6'4", 210, or uh, we got my guy Tara Dome in the chat. He says 213. So he's, you know, kind of hovering around in that range. And the first thing I saw before I saw any measurables or anything was the, the clip. And I just saw it kind of floating around before the 49ers even signed him. I'm like, man, this is a twitch still guy. And he's separating and he's catching the ball and all these intermediate routes. And, man, it looks really good. 49ers signed him. Everybody's like, man, 49ers got this big guy. So then you put the film on and you watch him. And I just watched. Darrell Luter Jr. and did a deep dive on him. I'm like, man, this is probably one of the more easier evals to just figure out who a guy is. You know, and it's just like that, this guy just does this and he does this well. Super easy eval. Watching Winstead, it was a little different because I had to kind of piece some things together. And there were a lot of people saying, oh, he's like Jawan Jennings. And I think if you just look at measurables, because Jennings, 6'3, 213, ran 472 at the combine. Right. I think it's easy to kind of make the comparison between these two guys. Big, not very fast, but, you know, but the games are really different. I think where they win would be the same place, but the way that they play is extremely different. All right. So with Juwan Jennings coming out of Tennessee, he actually played kind of fast and not like a burner, but big slot receiver. And when he took off, it was like he's kind of moving, and then let's say he has like a bang eight on. He's moving, 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 boom, bang eight, boom, catch the ball, right? It looked fast, and it was maybe to his 100% as fast as he could move, but it was at the very least looked like a threatening type of speed to maybe get guys to kind of open up and him get enough positioning. When I watched Winstead, I thought he played very slow, very slow. Now, where he wins, because, again, I think he's going to be more of a slot type receiver because, like you said, I think he would really struggle to win vertically on the outside or threaten the outside guys enough to be able to win inside on slants. All right. But how he can win on slants and other of these routes 
and what was very consistent on film. The short to intermediate routes, his twitch, his change of direction, is really special for somebody his, his size. And we saw it in the little highlight clip, the practice stuff, but I thought that carried over to the game as well. Inside, he understands how to be patient, set up defensive backs, and then, boom, put his foot in the ground, and he can separate by a yard or two right there. And he can catch the ball. He has big hands. I thought he caught the ball well. Even on some deeper stuff, I saw him show late hands. I thought that was really good. All right. But where he is going to really benefit is being a big slot. He will block. And I'm not going to run by anybody consistently. Maybe inside the 15, he can get a step on somebody and maybe, you know, catch a fade ball. But in the open field slot, he can create that initial separation right now, catch the ball, and then he's not Juwan Jennings after the catch, which was something he did with special at Tennessee. But he can get some yards and fight for some extra yards after the tackle. But um, he understands. And you talked about Ronnie Bell set, settling down in zones. I think he did a terrific job of that, of really kind of creating that separation, uh, making defensive backs stop their feet, but settling in open zones before he gets to another defender. Those were things I saw him do very well. So the lack of speed is a little concerning and a lot of people are like man he was ultra productive but man I, I put on like the navy film 11 catches 150 yards whatever it was you know he had like a 70 yard touch 60 yard touchdown where the db sat on his route dove and just the ball went through like his hands he caught it and then there was nobody there so he started running downfield then you see somebody just who kind of had an angle and he's like starting to snatch him. So, you know, he starts doing that weaving thing where he's like, oh, these guys are going to get me, you know? Checkable. Yeah, but outside of that, everything was five-yard catch, five-yard catch, six-yard catch, five-yard catch, six-yard catch, quick out, quick out, slant. Uh, so very short to intermediate type routes. Yep, and he's got a chance because of the the short area quickness at his size and some ball skills. So, so you like that. Um, Jalen Hurd. He plays a lot like Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd without the the – without the ball in his hands. Right. Yeah. Cause Jalen Hurd kind of with the routes Jalen Hurd and that's kind of the difference with with um Juwan Jennings too is is they're good after the catch as well. So okay you, you got open with that five yard route. Now what are you gonna do? Yeah Jalen Hurd is that was that's a really good one because when he was in the slot wasn't really gonna threaten guys vertically. But man, I mean he could really run routes. I'd say Hurd was probably a slightly better version which is why, I mean, he was drafted third round as opposed to going undrafted. And, you know, but Hurd was, and I, it sucks that it didn't work out. He had some special stuff too. I mean, and he was 6'5", 230. And right. I mean, he was quick. Uh, and I think he would have been a great, like, move tight end, you know, e eventually. But Winstead kind of has some Jalen Hurd stuff, but, like, not nearly as big, right? Because Jalen, I mean, legit 6'5", 230. And he was faster. He ran 4'6". And his agilities were really good, Jalen Hurts. And, and you could see it. You could see the agility. You could see the explosiveness uh, in, a, in a short area and how powerful he was, you know, former running back Jalen Hurd. And look, Jalen Hurd would be playing that role that Jawan Jennings is playing right now and probably playing some of the outside role that, that Ayuk is playing potentially. So, yeah, unfortunately, with the knee injuries, it didn't work out with, with Jalen Hurd. We'll see if it works out with Isaiah Winstead. Has a shot. Uh, looking at his official pro day numbers from Dame Brugler's beast, 6'3 and an eighth, 210 pounds, 4'7", 540. Um, he was 7'1", 3 in the three cone, which is pretty good for a bigger receiver, 4'4", 4, 4, 4 in the short shuttle. 
30 inch vertical, 20 bench press reps, which is nice for a guy with long arms. He has really long arms, 33 and five eighths, big hands, 10 and three eighths, uh, 88 plus inch wingspan. So um, he even plays bigger than six, three sometimes just because of long arms, big hands. And you can see it on the field. If you say he's six, four, be like, I totally believe you because he looks big and he can separate a little bit in the short areas. So interesting player. We'll see. There's, there's going to be a battle. And, you know, speaking of that Juwan Jennings position, Croc, in that slot position, Ronnie Bell, kind of a slot guy. Isaiah Winstead, maybe a bigger slot. Are the 49ers looking ahead to be like, man, I don't know if we're going to sign Juwan Jennings. Let's let's get some a cheaper player in there that could be that big slot role for us. I'm waiting for the 49ers to kind of get like a real slot. Now, listen, the way their offense is ran, and Juwan Jennings, I think he plays it very well, especially with his physicality. Man, can we get a, you know, like Josh Downs from North Carolina? You know, he's like, oh, he's 5'9", 180. But, man, he's quick. He's a, like just a catch monster. And it's like 49ers are like, no, we don't want that guy. We want Juwan Jennings. <laughs> hey, don't clown a 30-inch vert in the chat, okay? I'd kill for a 30-inch vert right now. The 30-inch vert. So someone in the in the comments said, what does how far or high, you know, because you talk about brow jump, vertical jump, like, what does that have to do with anything? And really it's more so about the, how explosive is this player. So you can look at 40-yard dash. You can look at – their brow jump, their vertical jump, and really just shows like how explosive of an athlete are we getting. So you kind of measure those things all together. Not, you know, the the RAS, the relative athletic score. Yeah. That's what goes into kind of all of that. And you know, it all makes up who and what the athlete kind of is that you're getting. Right. There's like a size score, then there's a speed score, then there's an explosion score, which is the jumps, and then there's a you know agility score too, which is the, the lateral quick stuff. And so yeah, you put it all together, watch it on tape, and you hope all those things kind of jive and look right. You know, it, it's a lot easier evaluation when you see a guy on tape and you're like, Okay, looks like he's fast, um, and then it looks like he's quick. And you look at his agilities and his 40 time, right? Like, cool, that all meets up. I think we we know what we got here in this guy, and it just helps, you know as part of the evaluation. Some guys look quick and they don't test well. Some guys, you know, just play fast. And uh, some guys that test fast don't play fast. We, we got uh, Gennaro Munez, Munez in the chat. And he says, Brock's 10-yard split is what got him drafted. I don't think that's what got him drafted because if that was like, 90th percentile 10-yard split, though. Well, yeah, but if that was the deciding factor, then he wouldn't have been the last pick in the draft. I mean, you you know, if it's like you're going to get drafted because of your 10-yard split, it would be higher than literally the, the last pick in the draft. And, and you see it on the field, though. You see that 10-yard You quickness. do? Yeah. You do. He does have good quicks. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Like Joshua says in the chat, let's see some more likes on the show. Smash that like button, people. We appreciate you. Croc and I will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for jumping in the live chat, and we'll talk to you next time right here, Locked On 49ers.